Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we meet with some of the world's best leaders and chat through where they got leadership right, but importantly, where they got it very wrong. Where they stuffed it up, got reprimanded, suspended, or even fired, and all the gory details that go with it. Each week, we'll meet with a new leader, hear their trials, tribulations, and what they have learned from their experiences. Leadership isn't always pretty, is it? But by being vulnerable and talking about our shortcomings, you can grow the empathy within your team and show your team that you're worthy of their trust. So buckle up and let's get ready to hear what it takes to be a braver leader. Welcome to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we talk with leaders about what they got right, but also what they got very, very wrong. And today I am joined by the fabulous Eva Golan, Head of Marketing and Engagement at Level Wellbeing. Hello, Eva. Hello, you. How are you? <laughs> I'm a box of fluffy ducks. Thank you for asking. All shit and feathers. Um, always, ori- always original. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really original. My old man always says that, so it's about the least original thing I could say. Um, how are you? How are you? I'm really good. Good, good. Glad it's uh, well. We're recording it on the Friday, so it's almost the weekend. Really glad for that. Yes, good, good segue. So it's some downtime for you, and today we're going to talk about how you um, have avoided burnout in the busy businesses which you've worked in. I know you've worked in tech scale-ups for quite a while now, and especially in marketing roles, can be quite demanding. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially also when you're sort of, you know, when there's changes in your life that are happening. And for example, you know, you join a new company in a new country as well. So that's two in one, I would say as well. And I've done that twice. So uh, yeah, Mm. speaking from experience there. Mm. Yeah, totally. That's the thing, isn't it? Because you don't actually... You go, oh, your work's busy. And people just kind of think, oh, yeah, well, work's busy. I'm going to have to handle that. But life just doesn't doesn't just stop <laughs> in order yeah. for work to carry on, does it? There's moving country. There's having a social life. There's all of that stuff, which all contributes yeah. to, to the busyness, doesn't it? Exactly. So I think one of the things is that I would like to talk about, because I'm pretty sure that's something that the listeners will appreciate is like when it comes to burnout firstly it's like what is burnout right Mm. how do you identify burnout Mm. and I feel like for majority of us it will be some kind of a feeling or a symptom that's showing up for us right Mm. and it may be slightly different for like individuals but overall it's sort of like that feeling of of exhaustion Mm. right and you know that there's something going on that it just shouldn't be this way right you don't you shouldn't be feeling a certain way Mm. and um and I you know I know that it somehow is impacting you know whether it's impacting your your mental health or it's some impacting your relationships or impacting your friendships or you know it it has a some somehow a negative impact on an aspect of your life Mm. or you know on on yourself so I think that's where I would like to start and then the second thing I wanted to highlight from that is like it depends for me it's like it depends on where you are in your in your life as a what stage in your life you're at as well it's like (laughs) for example you know sometimes a person can feel burnt out, but they're in a survival mode. How do you deal with that, for example? Right? Say, say, say a little bit more about survival mode. What do you mean by that? Yes. So, for example, like to- when we were talking about moving countries or moving cities, when, for example, I moved to Dubai six, six years ago, almost, right? right? And yep. um, I left London 
I was ready for a new adventure. And, you know, I moved to Dubai, let's say on the 10th, and then I started my new job on the 13th. So I literally just had a weekend to kind of, you know, breathe a little bit of the, of the, um, sunny desert air and <laughs> and I just dro- dove straight in straight in and straight in and then I sort of like so I feel like it, it wasn't I wasn't in survival mode per se but I felt like it was just it was so much to take in moving to a new country starting a new role uh, mm. you know trying to make friendships trying to kind of like find your way in a new city where you just know a few people for example but that's that's not like that's not too bad but when I'm what I mean by survival mode is like when people for example have very very little money right Mm. or you know you have your credit card debt or you have you know low income for example maybe you're a single mom and dad you know and then for example or maybe you don't have enough family support what if Mm. you're in like in survival mode that's what I meant by that and it's like Mm. what if you are still dealing with burnout at the same time that can be a little bit harder Mm. so as well as like it really depends where you are your stage at the stage of your life that you're in and then mm. you know how do you go about it when you are in that stage for example mm. okay that's that's super interesting because that speaks to everybody right and it's not just the the you know this is this is not just the people who are earning 100k plus a year it's like okay, well, what if I'm earning 20K a year or 30K a year? I, that's lovely for you to have a chat about. Don't be burnt out and don't work your ass off, Sam. Um, yeah. But I need to, right? I need to put food on the table. And so then what is it we can do to actually go, all right, well, there's still some balance you can apply to your life, right? Um, and, and I think that's a really great point. So let's make sure we cover that. And something else that's going on for me was just um, when you were talking, you, you're really talking about something which at the end of the day, all of this must be preceded by awareness. Yeah, because you're talking about, oh, I, I noticed that something's going on or something's going on for me and I'm not feeling mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And and so there's a big part in there, which in order for this to even be a discussion, you've got to become aware, right? Like, oh, I'm feeling something different. How am I going to deal with that? Oh, maybe I'm getting close to burnout. And I think you're, uh, especially at the moment, <laughs> very well placed <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. Look, we've been even postponing uh, the recording of this episode for quite a few weeks, haven't we? It's like, yes. oh, damn, work takes priority. Okay, let's do it next week. And it's just been like a bit. But you know what? I That's what I love about this I think episode is that is going to be raw and real and vulnerable and mm. um, authentic. And I think that's really, really important to both of us mm. and to the listeners. Like it's so important to keep, to keep it real. And like you were saying, like I was thinking about like this, the sort of stages as well and categories of, of, wh- of, of where you're at. So for example, I would say, I'd say, I think that the first stage is like no self-awareness. Yeah. Right. I think there's cer- certain people who have, a bit more they're they're a bit more aware of their feelings and there's certain people just like go 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 and there's they they have little self-awareness and I think the self-awareness comes next and then Mm -hmm. after that there's you know peer support like if Mm -hmm. you if you're not if you're not really self-aware perhaps you could have some peer support from your family or your friends or your colleagues right and then the next one would be you know you either have to act now or it's going to be too late yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it can be too late. So 
to, for example, give an example on what I mean by no self-awareness, when I first moved to Dubai and started a new job in a, in a tech company, a large tech company here in the UAE, um, I spent about a year of my life just like really giving my all to my job. And, and, uh, and after a year, I actually was not that self-aware. I knew there was something going on, but I couldn't put the name to it. So I didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm going through a burnout. I better go and meditate and everything's going to be fine. No, I <laughs> knew that I had to take proper action. And mm. I, what I, I didn't have that self-awareness, but I had that feeling something's not right. Right. Mm. I couldn't really say, oh yes, um, I'm going to, you know, be burnout very soon. No. So what I did was I literally just packed up my bags and I went to India for a 10 day silent meditation course vipassana that's mm. how bad it was i was like mm. what that meant what that means is i didn't have to talk to anyone for 10 days i didn't have to you know i i couldn't actually have my phone on me or no no tech gadgets nothing basically everything was taken away my passport my wallet my um um yeah my everything so it was just a very just deep deep meditation course um mm. and i don't know if you've heard of vipassana before yeah yeah I have yeah 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 you've heard of it yeah yeah so yes so that's how that's the action that I had to take then and that was six years ago and thanks thankfully I did that that was one of the most I think life-changing experiences for me because obviously that meant that I was meditating for 10 hours a day mm. for 10 days straight I mean mm. that was like a like a meditation boot camp basically I'd call it people were like oh it's a retreat I'm like that is not a retreat <laughs> Yeah, from what I understand, those are actually they're actually incredibly difficult, right? Like, and yes. a lot of people leave vipassana retreats or whatever you want to call mm. them, vipassana uh, vipassanas um, early, right? Boot because camps. they can't handle it. Boot camps, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think that's quite an. Um, so you'd obviously gotten to a stage where you knew something drastic had to change, right? And I think, yeah. uh, correct me if you if you think I'm wrong, but I, I think what we need to get to as a, and I think that the world has woken up to this really, especially after the, uh, the pandemic, right? Because people saw the way that life could be balanced rather than it being, I have to work until I need to go on a 10 day Vipassana retreat. People go, oh, actually I can sleep more. I can eat well. I can go for a walk at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. I can go and smell the trees or be by the river or wherever you are. I don't know, maybe you live in a concrete jungle, but like go and find some green or something like that. And I think for me, like the idea is to not get to that point. Yes, I do agree. And I like like you said, I feel like, like you said, it's it, the world has woken up to this. Mm -hmm. And I feel, again, it, it really depends on where you are, what stage of your life you're at, because it's yeah, six yeah. years ago. Mm -hmm. I was not in survival mode, but it, and but I wasn't comfortable. I knew that I had to work my ass off. And I'm so happy that we can swear here because <laughs> I was <laughs> you almost single. <laughs> wait that was the first one <laughs> there'll be more uh, I knew I had to work my fucking ass off and I you know was single newly moved to a new city uh mm. financial situation wasn't great I mm. you know I was just getting by at that mm. stage mm. and and you know at that point I think I was a different person as well so I was sort of keeping everything inside so that's why when I mean like when you don't really have that self-awareness, sometimes it's also because you just keep everything inside. You don't really share that. Maybe, you know, it's not encouraged in 
your country or where you're based or you know your culture like there's so many different scenarios to to you know that we can explore here and thankfully for example now you and I we are in the environment and in the culture where it's we can talk about it mm. and we have the support from our peers right mm. and my CEO was like whatever you make sure that you're gonna take that time off you know next week and I'm gonna hold you accountable to that I'm like that's the first time I've ever it's ever happened to me it's never mm. happened before mm. you know five six years ago if someone saw an email that I said we'll send at three o'clock in the morning I was like all right you're working really late last night great you know that was sort of encouraged I mean maybe mm. not 3 a.m but like 1 a.m you know yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was okay Mm. Now it was, it would be sort of like, Hey, are, are, are you all right? You know, come on, like you need to get some balance here. So I think that's why I sort of wanted to, to highlight that, that sometimes people just, you know, we're all different, right? We've sometimes we're extroverts. Yeah. Sometimes we have introverts and sometimes we're in Ambiverts. two, both. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that's when people like, Okay, if you if you are listening and if you feel like okay, maybe that that's me, mm. maybe that will help you move on to the next stage, which is having that awareness. And so like, how a, do you have that awareness? It almost sounds like permission to yourself, right? Like I, I hear what you're saying. Like, because in my 20s, work-life balance was about how much I could drink after work. Um, I mean, as I yeah, you know, I I don't do that anymore, right? And I was like, I got to a point where it was like, okay, this is actually destroying my life. But um, I'm actually four years sober next week. Um, that, okay. there you go. <clears throat> um, the 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 whole idea of okay, being balanced is working my ass off, then stopping and completely letting go by drinking like an absolute fucking madman um and then yeah you get to that stage of like and, and i don't know like i was going to say i feel like that's probably the way to go in your 20s anyway but the millennials and then gen z i think it is are not doing that anymore right and that's why um uh non-alc beverages are becoming so prevalent right because they don't go out mm -hmm. drinking anymore which is amazing right they're kind of the world my generation which was generation x don't tell anyone um <laughs> uh you know we're, we've kind I of gone oh, same. are we i don't know surely not oh god um sorry for that <laughs> but, um <laughs> we've kind of gone okay there has to be something better the generation below us have gone there is something better i'm not going to work like that right yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. well we need to speak to these guys more and, and maybe take notes from them <laughs> yeah it's a great point right it's, because... it's like almost reverse mentoring isn't it yeah mm. it's like and i'm surprised to be honest because with all the peer pressure um that they're all getting from instagram and social media etc you would have thought that maybe it would have been the opposite, but hey, maybe they're proving us wrong. I think they're wising up to it, right? Um, mm. A good friend of mine, actually, you know, Jason, Jason Jackson. Yeah. Um, he he talks a lot about uh, the the images, um, the Im the self image that uh, social media can portray, right? And 
I think, again, that they're wising up to it, right? And less and less people are on Facebook, less and less people are, uh, especially younger than us, are joining Instagram. They're all on TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok account. Maybe I should, but, you know, uh, I I, I think you would nail it on TikTok. I've seen your, da- <laughs> I've seen your dance moves now. I think it's so bad. I'm really surprised. <laughs> my, my, my dance moves are so bad. Um, but, yeah, no, that they're wising up to it. And I, I think I see a lot of fun had on social media and less kind of comparison and there's lots also out there of kind of this is how it looks normally now right and or the image has been altered which is amazing to see right um but yeah people are wising up to it and spending less time on there we kind of took a took a detour there but yeah (laughs) i think it's an important one so you know i wanted to like go back to like sort of the stages or the categories of, of of burnout, and then you know we talked about the one where there's zero lack low lack of awareness, self awareness. Yeah. I feel like going going through what I've gone through that vipassana, it, you, you know vipassana course as an example, mm. is like that's what built that awareness for me, and maybe I had to go through that in order to improve my self awareness because yeah. I know that I'll never go back to that state again. I know that from now on I have got I've got that self-awareness and for example right now I absolutely love what I do I Mm. love what I work I love the people that I work with but I know that also like going at a speed that I'm going with I will you know I will likely burn out soon and I know that I want to avoid that but I've got that self-awareness and Mm. even though like I get my peer support and I'm so 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 grateful for that it has to come from within like it has Mm. to come from you if you don't do anything about it it's only gonna get you know it's only gonna it's only gonna get worse so I know Mm. that personally right now is the end of the year and I started a new job in May and and I'm absolutely loving it it's been really full on especially Mm. like if you are working for a scale-up or a startup you know (laughs) Mm. that you're gonna wear very you know a few very different hats and Mm. you know in order to, to to make a company a success and and that's absolutely fine. And I love that challenge. Yeah. Um, also having sort of had my own business as well on the side for, for so many years, that was my small startup as well, but yeah. it wasn't full-time. So this is full-time and full-on, which I'm mm. loving. But yes, I understand that, you know, if if someone's in a similar position, it's like, okay, take a step back and just kind of, you know, have that sort of, be self we have that self-awareness of like what symptoms are coming up for you like is it Mm. exhaustion or is it maybe you know even resentment so -hmm. like oh my god I have to you know open my laptop again or I oh there's another zoom meeting what can we do about that like Mm. practical things yeah like like we were talking about that last week it's like okay how about just cutting down on some of those zoom meetings right we are I feel like especially working for a company that's you know, it's got employees all around the world, which is fantastic. Like I'm, I'm so happy that we have colleagues basically, you know, in, in so many continents and, and it's so great to be able to, to work remotely and, and, and work with them, you know, from different uh, base in different countries, but that's the, you know, the side sort of the side, um, like what, what's happening now is like, okay, we can, we have so many Zoom meetings every single week. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah which ones do we really have to have yeah. and then which ones can we just pause for a bit to, yeah. to give everyone a bit of time out from zoom right for example but again that that has to come from us right that has yeah. to come from 
from from me from you like if if we're feeling like it's it's just becoming a bit too much right yeah what it sounds like you're talking about in the stages of awareness is kind of unconscious incompetence conscient mm. conscious incompetence uncon uh, no conscious competence then unconscious competence right so it's mm-hmm. this okay so what you're trying to work towards is the default being i look after myself right yeah. and yeah i i hear you i it's been a challenge for me this year too right because i've been doing i mean my business is incredibly busy which is i'm super grateful for and I was reflecting with a friend the other day. It's, you know, you, I went out into business on my own because I wanted the flexibility. And then I'm away on holiday and I have to work because no one else is going to do the work for the client. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm exactly. like, I'm like, hang on a minute. Like, and that, I guess that's, part <laughs> that's of not ser- what I signed up for. <laughs> exactly. Right. Is this, this, the, you know, it's part of a service business, but then, you know, really setting the boundaries around back-to-back calls, making sure mm. that there are none. Um, and then, I love that question from you. Do we really need this fucking meeting? Because I've sat on a couple recently where I'm like, what are we doing this for? And it's like, you know, uh, I, I won't go into specifics, but it's just like, do we really need this? My opinion is that meetings should be, and I think you know this, for conflict or connection, right? Mm -hmm. And conflict in the best possible way, right? Like, why are we doing this? What's happening? What do we need to actually achieve here? Or connection as a uh, a group of individuals or a team or whatever, or just, you know, two individuals meeting um, to get to know one another better. But I think lots of people, exactly what you've just said, when the pandemic happened, everyone was like, oh, God, we've got to spend our lives on Zoom. And the Mm. absolute extreme of that I've heard is, is people requiring i've seen i think i saw a post on this about on linkedin like a boss requiring their employees to have the cameras on on zoom all day while they're working how do you how do you feel about that i I would have told him to get fucked as soon as he asked me to do it i would have been like (laughs) there's my resignation cheers enjoy your day like i'm not working my notice you know like that that's a massive invasion of privacy in my opinion Mm. and it also just speaks to how insecure the individual is that's that's asking that to happen you know I, i realize i'm yabbering on here but i think what I'm coming back to is that you've talked about the awareness. Awareness starts from the people around you. And it also comes from having the boss that's secure enough to go, so good, man, do your thing. I trust you. Right. And that's where leaders need to get to, isn't it? And exactly. And it's sort of, you know, like I said, I'm super grateful to have a boss like that now. Yeah. It's never, it's never been the case before. And I know that's not the case for so many people around, around the world. And, you know, perhaps, you know, having this conversation can can open a few minds um, mm. on that topic, because, you know, what you were saying is probably that that boss who asked everyone to have their videos on the whole time is, you know, he's got probably lack of trust in, in his team and he's trying to maybe micromanage them, etc., which is counterproductive, right? Because people are going to do what you just said. They're going to mm. be like, thanks very much. Bye. I don't want to mm. work for someone like that. Um, especially now when, you know, the, the subject of quiet quitting and the huge bigger, you know, resignation and, mm. uh, you know, people actually settling for less money mm. to work few, less for, for fewer uh, days a week uh, mm. is also huge. So I've seen this, you know, this topic is so, so mm. hot right now. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, 
it's just I like you said it all comes down it comes down to the to the leadership mm. to to open their eyes and and just have have more trust in their team and and typically the 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 outcome of that is that your team will have more trust in you and then you yeah. both benefit from it right you don't have yeah. to you know sometimes we all have bad days like we all you know get crap days and sometimes you just don't want to switch on that camera on and that should be okay mm. you know yeah. it shouldn't be the case of no you have to keep it on the whole time mm. you know it shouldn't like you're still making it to the meeting you're still present you're still committed just sometimes we all have you know bad days our personal life is you know still you know, there should be a balance so we should be able to just not have that camera on if we don't need to yeah totally and and, and you're absolutely right like in general and it is a general statement but in general people will do the right thing if you trust them and um actually aaron dignan talks about this in his book uh brave new work the the best example of that in in society is the roundabout or the um the traffic circle whatever you what what are do some do the states call them something different I can't remember, but anyway, I think they call them traffic circles. No idea. Anyway, uh, really? anyway um, so <laughs> random. Specific. Right? It's a <laughs> traffic circle. <laughs> but if you put them in, right, that's trusting society to do the right thing because there's no stoplights. Although weirdly in the UK they put stoplights on traffic circles on roundabouts, which is just weird. Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, wait till you come to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so they do another the same level. thing. Yeah. So, but if you have traffic circles or roundabouts, what it's essentially saying is. I trust you, Mr. Driver of the car or Mrs. Driver of the car or non-gender specified driver of the car. Um, you're going to give way to the person to your right or left, depending on which side you're driving on, and then you just carry on your way. If you put stoplights in there, it says we don't trust you to make the right decision. Mm. So, And what happens at roundabouts? 99.9% of the time, they're really safe, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, I know what I've got to do here. And every time I get yeah. to one now, I think about that. It's like, ah, oh, they're trusting they're trusting us. And so how many, how many? Uh, I love this analogy from Herme, from Aaron Dignan, like how many roundabouts can you put in front of your team instead of stoplights? Um, and so, that's yeah, that's, it's a really good one, right? And yeah. I, I, I agree. It's, you know, it's about trusting them to go and do the right thing, but it's also linking back to that awareness, right? Because, some people don't know what the right thing is uh, and mm. the right thing for themselves. And so that's my next question for you is you sound like you've got the awareness now. You've got the the conscious uh, or maybe, yeah, you're at conscious competence, right? And maybe you're even wanting to get to unconscious competence now. So what are you going to do about it? You're, you're, you're mm. sound like you're getting to a place where you're, you know, working yourself pretty hard. What are you going to do? I'm going to, you know, live by the motto um that we we live by a level which is prioritize well and i you know need to prioritize myself because if i'm running running on 20 percent battery i'm gonna have to recharge that recharge that battery uh mm. in order to then you know come back and then perform at my best and perform at my highest um you know because otherwise i'll just continue running on 20 percent, 15 10 and then i'll be gone so um yeah i think you know it would be great to talk about maybe you know some practical tips that people can do right and you know that i could that i i'm planning to do but some practical tips on how people can actually deal with burnout and and uh would love to hear from you as well how how you do that uh how mm -hmm. you go about it 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, personally, I know that I do. I do want to travel. Uh, it's the end of the year, and we've got this opportunity to to work remotely, which is fantastic. So I'm gonna take advantage of that, and you know, want to plan a few trips by um, to to end this year with, and uh, plan some more fun things with my friends, right, to do over the over the weekend. And I think. Mm-hmm. The part of the the sort of tough part for me was that it was summer here in Dubai and and I didn't travel over summer because I started a new job. And summer is really, really tough here, especially being here after a few years. Like you just you just want to travel, you want to get away. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's sort of like you can't go outside, you can't go hiking, you can't, you know, you I can't go rollerblading. So finally now everything that's changing since like now it's you know, everything's gonna just open up and there's so many things to look forward to concerts are coming back nice. you know we can go for adventures etc so yeah and I what I think one thing that I would say especially for those who are listening is like doing what you love and doing what makes you happy and I know it might sound corny and stuff but like what doing what you love it really can make a difference so you need to ask yourself a few questions I think it's like what is it that I love doing or enjoy doing mm-hmm. that I haven't done in a very long time or what is my what is my passion? And if you don't have a passion, how can you try to find one, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I asked that question quite a lot. People say, like, "What is your passion?" Because I was mm-hmm. I love that topic. It's like, what are you passionate about? And sometimes people are like, "Well, I don't really know." So it's mm-hmm. like, how can you uncover that? Because mm-hmm. I I do believe that by doing more of what you love, you're gonna feel better inside. And I feel like the feeling good mm-hmm. is shouldn't be underrated, especially when it comes to burnout. It's like when you feel good inside, you're gonna start noticing mm-hmm. the differences on the outside of things. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like those questions that you need to you need to ask yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So how, how about you? I agree with all of that. Uh, I love traveling. I think you know that. Well, you definitely know that. Um, I do. Hashtag jealous. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I agree with uh, the the passionate thing is or the passion thing for me is is a biggie. Do you know what though? I think the thing that I prioritize over everything else, or the things that I prioritize over everything else, are actually very small day to day things. Um, I drink enough water. Um, I, uh, I get up every morning and I down like two liters of water straight away, maybe not two liters, but like a liter of water every, you know, straight away. I drink a shitload of coffee straight after, Mm. but you know, um, then I, I always get, well, not always, but I always try to get really good sleep. So somewhere between seven and nine hours last night, I slept nine hours, you know, like, um, I try and work out three to four times a week and, like I always try and go in the mornings because I notice how much better my day is if I work out in the morning, even though sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up. I do. And I feel amazing afterwards. Mm-hmm. But also in, off the back of that, I know when not to work out now because I used to go six days a week and I'm 42 this year. Like, you know, my body doesn't. In fact, I'm 42 in a month. Ah, um, I'm closer to 60 than I am yes, to 20 ever. Scorpio. <laughs> yeah yeah god sorry yeah, um, me too <laughs> oh. Really <laughs> oh god um so knowing when to not work out because like i said i used to do five six days a week and now i do four at a maximum and the rest of the time i just walk um and so like kind of removing actually what I you were talking about it before that kind of hero culture of oh, I'm working at 3 a.m in the morning it's like I work out six days a week you know I mm. I do I do I have all my meals prepped in in little containers and I only eat mm. 2374 calories a day it's like 
or you could enjoy your life and fuck off with all of that. Um, and so that's what balance is for me is actually knowing when to say no and still being able to enjoy it. And I think that's what keeps me, that's what keeps mm. me smiling, to be honest. And you smile a lot. So you're, yeah, I you're do, mate. And I, I never fucking used to. I used to be a miserable preach. fucker. <laughs> I used to be a miserable fucker. And okay. like, you know, obviously giving up booze really helps, um, but not everybody will want to do that, right? I mean, for me, it was kind of a, a kind of had to. <laughs> um, but, mm. uh, you know, those little things, those little things uh, on the daily really, really helped me. And I think you touched on so many good things, like sleep mm. is crucial, like, mm. even if it means going to bed at 8, 30, 9 p.m., I do that sometimes. I mean, it makes me feel great because then I wake up and I'm like, I know that I had a really good long sleep. And when you need it, your body is telling you, like your body is giving you signs. You know that, mm. right? Mm. So exactly. Well, you know, so what other things people, you know, like to meditate or do mm. yoga, anything mm. that sort of fulfills that mindfulness aspect yep. of things for you. And that can mean very different things for different people because that yeah, yeah. can mean jumping on a bike for example mm. right and going yeah. cycling or putting on your headphones and listen to your favorite tunes when you go for a run so mm. what is that sort of mindfulness that you can do for yourself mm. that can help you feel better and just kind of slow down mm. observe your breath and you know mm. it doesn't mean that you have to sit in the in the room for half an hour without you know it's it's not easy and it's not for everybody there's also plenty of different guided meditations that you mm. can do mm. um and you know see, try to see see what works for you right it mm. doesn't mean you know not everyone needs to do ice baths as well although they are super <laughs> beneficial so if you're up for an adventure and uh and you want to try and you haven't tried it yet um try that but yeah there's so many different things i think it's just really what does that mean for you right and one of the other th questions that you, people can ask themselves like what small that like, yeah what small changes can i make on my on onto my daily lives and Mm. Also, who can I talk to about it? If it's if it's something mm. that you've been holding on to yourself, who, who is it? Who is that one person? There must be someone that you can just open up to and have a discussion, and that might also be like that very first step for someone to to mm. to help. Or where yeah, can yeah. you find help? Right? It's like mm. how if if for example, if you look into the future and if you keep going like this, is also a question about the future. It's like if you keep going like this, or if I if I keep going like this, how is that going to affect my relationships? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my friendships and my relationship. And it's like, if I keep going at this, at this speed and this tempo, how is that going to affect it in the wrong, like in three months or six months? Is it only going to get worse? If mm. yes, then you need to, you need to do something about it. And, you know, that also speaking to, to myself right now and this topic. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I I thought you to... might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what's your thing? If, um, you know, like I know you love dancing, obviously. Um, so what's your your um your meditative or your mindfulness practice that helps you get out of your head because that's my good friend louise mara talks about this right we spend so much time up here uh, in our top two inches actually getting into our body and using as that as like an anchor and mm -hmm. grounding ourselves you know walking in grass without your shoes on things like that it's a brilliant way to get your energy out of your head and into your body. What do you do to do that? So apart from dancing, but I, I do, I do really believe that dancing is, is, is one of the most amazing methods to just really stress. And so many students that come to our classes at dance body always say, Oh my God, I had such a stressful day at work. I need to dance it out. Amazing. 
space dance it out and I and I'm a great believer of that and that's what that's what helps me but I teach but I still I still dance so it's like I still get that benefit um what else I love going for long walks Mm. Um, especially with my dog, and it just makes me happy that tell, tell us your my dog's dog is name, happy. Please. Harvey, that Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> best name, best name. Not scripted um, at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. What else? What yeah, else? So I just lo- I love, and especially like here in Dubai when the weather's great, the sunset sunsets are beautiful, and there's so many different places you can take your dog for a walk. So I love that. Amazing. I love. Yeah, just going for a walk, listening to podcasts. Uh, what else? Going to the beach, rollerblading. Mm. Uh, I do want to start cycling more. I when I was in London, I just cycled my ass off. I love cycling in London, especially during the summer months yeah. and warm months. Here in Dubai, a bit more challenging. If you you know go cycling from work to from from home to work and, and vice versa, although like many p- more people are doing it now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think cycling is just such a nice way to clear your mind, mm. and um, and reading books. Mm. I love my books. I have a few recommendations from you that are sitting right here. <laughs> Wait, <this laughs> you you actually it? bought my them. gratitude. I actually bought them. Oh, yes, look at I that. bought that one. I've got my Wim Hof book from my brother. Awesome. High performance habits, all of that. So many books, but that's the thing. I really want to get better at actually reading the reading them. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that then, because I really agree with that, that kind of scheduling of joy, right? Um, and I do an activity with with groups or, or teams where, you know, we get I get them to think about the activities they do in a day that deplete them or nourish them. And so then people, it's just raising awareness, right? People look at it and go, oh, you know, like answering emails depletes me or riding my bike to work nourishes me. Okay. So then once they've done that, you know, they do everything they do on a normal day and then they put an N or a D beside it. And then I say to them, right, can you increase your ends? Do the more of the things that nourish you. And mm-hmm. of course, you're going to have to do some things which you go, oh, this is a menial task, but how can you enjoy it more? And how can you schedule joy? And, and so- for me, like I don't do it every morning, but I love to get up in the morning and I try and read 10 pages a day, right? Because then you read a book in two, in two weeks, if it's a, okay, maybe not two weeks, mm-hmm. but 10, 15 pages a day, you read a book in two to three weeks. And so that's several books a year, right? Well, a lot of books a year mm-hmm. um, and do some meditation, have a coffee, connect with my partner, that kind of stuff. What's your routine? What's your kind of uh, your ritual? When I wake up, I, I, I'm going to you know, be very honest here and vulnerable. I do check my phone straight away, Oof. even though we had a session saying that I should stop doing that. <laughs> I am working on it, but it's FOMO. I have really big FOMO. So the moment I do wake up and I check my phone and I know that it's not great, but also it it does sort of help me in some way, because then when I do check my phone and I just go through the messages that I need to go through, and I know that this also like cleared my, you know, my Slack has been 50% cleared. So that mm-hmm. makes me feel better. I know that I just have sure. to, wait, you know, uh, respond to the others later. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I do wake up and I do try to work out in the first thing in the morning. Nice. Um, when I don't, um, then I do it in the evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so because we work remotely, when mm-hmm. uh, when I work from home, I take her Harvey for for a walk around the lake mm-hmm. here, which is just uh, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's very green, uh, yes. and I absolutely love it. So that first walk in the morning always sort of 
really grounds me and I really enjoy that mm. um then obviously you have a huge pot of coffee French press <laughs> obviously can't do it. without obviously um but yeah it's just something that yeah I love I, I prefer I just if I could I would just be selling my own coffee I like it so much <laughs> mm. With Cafe Europe, yeah. Um, so yeah, when I when I'm working from 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 level from the office, I do like to be there a little bit earlier just to have a bit more time to myself and, and mm. schedule my day. So mm. yeah, then I basically schedule my day, have a look at what meetings I've got ahead, and mm-hmm. uh, and try to block some time throughout the day to actually do some work as well, so that no more meetings are will be added to my calendar or no more calls. Uh, so I do try to schedule that. And then, yes, in the evenings, I either work out or go to the cinema cinema with my partner, go out for mm, dinner, um, nice. maybe go for another walk, um, go rollerblading, etc. And then see my friends over on, at weekends because we all have crazy schedules, but weekends yeah. are the only days where we can actually get together. So, mm. yeah, and spend my, some quality time with my friends and I think that's very very also very key for many of us like we we are social Mm. animals right we need that connection and you know in the past I made a mistake where I got into a long-term relationship and just completely gave up on all my friends you know I lost touch with all my friends and then when that relationship ended I was just desperate to Mm. to make those connections again and you know, and 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 I promised myself I'm never going to make that mistake again. So now, especially in Dubai, you know, friendships can be a bit fragile because people come and go. Mm. A lot of people come and stay for a few years and then, you know, go elsewhere or go back to the UK or go back to the US, you know, go back to the home to home country. So I think it's, it's very crucial to also make the most out of the time that you have available with those friends and never take people for granted because you never know you know, what's going to happen if someone moves or if you move again, you know? Mm. Um, So yeah, I think just having that quality time and and, Mm. um, scheduling some quality activities uh, is is really crucial. Uh, So yes. And also, you know, whenever my brother is coming to to Dubai as well, I love to see him. Uh, He's super fun and we, we have really good time together. So nice. yeah. Nice. So a lot, a lot of connection in there. And I appreciate your yeah. vulnerability too about, uh, about the, you know, checking your phone. When you're having a conversation like this, it's easy to be like, I've got this all figured out and mm. let's have it right. No one's got it all figured out. Have they? We all make, we all make mistakes. And I mean, I try and avoid my phone in the morning. It doesn't always work, but I know the reason I try and avoid it is I notice how much more anxious I am throughout the day mm. when I pick it up first. And I, I remember seeing a post on Instagram once um, uh, that said, <laughs> before you scroll, meditate. And it's true, right? So like, I notice how much better I am when I meditate before I scroll. And I don't meditate every morning, but probably probably five mornings a week I do. Um, and then, you know, some mornings it'll be like Raquel and I will be, you know, eating arepas and, you know, watching the rugby maybe or not. Maybe it's just eating arepas and drinking coffee or something mm. like that. But um, yeah, like trying to leave that is, is my aspiration. It never always works. And I think that's it's super important to just mm. go, of course, I don't get it right all of the time, right? Um, but I love the idea of, you know, working out in the mornings if you can and and that connection piece as well around 
I mean, for me, actually, coffee is a connection thing, right? Like having that pot of coffee and being like sharing a coffee. And this, you know, of course, you then get the the magic bean juice um, uh, energy, right? You're like, blah, 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 and you just chat, <laughs> chat away, which is a really interesting, a really great connection tool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the ability to just have a bit of a natter after you've drunk too much coffee. But yeah, no, I, I really appreciate your vulnerability. And thanks for kind of the insight into what you do to, to keep yourself on the level. Yeah, hey, nice. Of course. I mean, we, we've said we'd keep it real <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right and so what what are the signs i want to ask you about that so you sort of talked about the fact that you're noticing it now right like you what are the signs for you like i'd love to it won't be the same for everybody but i'd love to hear what the signs mm -hmm. are that you think people should be looking out for for me it's that feeling of like you know feeling drained mm. and low on energy I, I know where I'm full of energy and I know where I am, when I, how, I, how I am on a daily basis when I am full of energy. I know myself. Like mm. these days, I'm running a bit low on energy mm. and, I'm, and I'm sure you, you can see that. Mm. So I can, I can see myself, especially, I guess, maybe dancing and teaching helped me also gain that self-awareness. So it's not just meditation that, that helped mm. because to be honest, I'm not meditating at, at the moment. It's not, it's something that I really want to get better at, mm. but I'm not doing that in the moment. But for me, I think dancing just brought that extra self-awareness because when you're teaching, you have to be observing the room. You have to be observing yourself. Mm. You have to have that ob observe observation skills, I guess. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, read the room and just read, your, you know, how you're sort of, uh, you, you know, what your energy is like when you're, when I'm dancing, I'm giving 150% mm. when I'm teaching. So I know where I can be. And I know mm. where I, you know, sometimes, you know, people might think, oh, but you're really, you know, kind of quiet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah sometimes I you know I'm not always up here mm. I'm not always up here but it's just yeah so that self-awareness is just it can come from from many things that we get we get involved in, in on daily basis so I think yeah so the symptoms for me is just you know feeling that drain uh feeling a bit drained feeling low in the energy and I feel like just I know inside what I need to do what it is that I need to do I just need to go and do it yeah basically I know it might not be helpful but I just feel like that inner voice yeah. We all have our inner voice. Yeah. And I feel that the more we tune into it, mm. the more we will listen or the more mm. we will hear it. If we're not mm. tuning into it, if we're blocking it, mm. it'll probably be just be like an inner whisper, right? Now. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think that inner voice is so crucial to cultivate and, and make sure that we listen to it. So as long as we listen to our gut, gut feeling or inner voice, one of those, you know, how how we so many people describe it differently. But, yeah, for me, it's that inner voice, like, you know, what's best for you. And yeah. like if you, you, you know what you need to do to, to mm. make a change if you have to. And that, and that often, that inner voice is often, and I think you, well, you did, you just referred to it as the gut. It actually is your body, isn't it? Not your head. Mm necessarily your body's going this isn't right something's not right here yeah and i always know i'm spectacularly good at ignoring it um i think the whole planet is but the better we tune into that right that body going hey something's not right here this doesn't feel mm -hmm. good for me don't do it um yeah. but we ignore it right and so that's for sure. That's one of the things that I noticed is like, oh my God. And I loved what you mentioned before about resentment. I mean, that's a big thing for me, right? Like, ah, oh, I'm starting to resent having this conversation or I'm starting to resent having to do this thing. Why? Ah, oh, okay. I'm doing too much. I've got too many back-to-backs. Where? How do I do? And 
I also, you know, loved your point about scheduling your day, right? Being really intentional to block things out is like, I, I try and spend at least 20 minutes on a Friday weeding shit out of my following week. So I'm like, nah, sorry, can't do that. Can't do that. Make the meeting shorter because it doesn't need to be an hour and a half. Put a yes. block in between, like, you know, because people one just. A, one and a half hour meeting should be banned, I think. <laughs> <laughs> from going forward 60 minutes is like the maximum i think it puts totally. people's attention span it's just yeah i think that's well i max. think atten attention span on on google on zoom sorry or, or whatever you know mm -hmm. meeting platform you use is supposed to be about 40 to 45 minutes and then you lose that people. sounds about right yeah yeah <laughs> how many times yeah. have you sat on a zoom meeting and gone all right, cool. I'm not really needed now. I did it yesterday. I can think of it. Please, I hope nobody who was on, I was on a meeting with yesterday is on listening to this. Um, but I definitely zoned out at some point and started doing something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? And, That's and, a waste of time. <laughs> and you it's know? actually a really, you're raising a really, really good point. So I think we will, would be good if it was if we normalize people sort of who are participating in a call but they're not really actively participating or they maybe they're, they're not even needed on the call but they're still joining just in case yeah I think we should normalize them saying hey guys you know what I don't think I can contribute here to anything yeah. during this meeting yeah um I don't have anything to add. If if you've got any questions, please let me please let me know. Otherwise, I'll just drop off. Yeah. And I think it would be really good if we just normalize that because mm. I feel sometimes it does happen. And mm. unless you do it for yourself, mm. I feel like not many people just do it for you because you have to take, you know, um sort of action for yourself sometimes. So mm. yeah. And like just like you said, like you did that, you knew that. Sorry, I'm just I'm just gonna drop off. Not even sorry. Like I'm I don't I don't think I can edit add any more to this. Yeah. And no, yeah, totally. I I actually didn't do that. I did it in one call yesterday and was like, sorry, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm here for the wrong reason. I'm gonna go. Mm. Um and then um one I didn't so yeah I probably need to to look at that myself mm -hmm. but yeah. you're right like we we spend and zoom fatigue is a thing right like I'm wearing glasses now because I stare at my screen so much mm -hmm. you know like my eyesight is going oh I thought you just wear them because they make you look good thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that um <laughs> no like my my eyesight is legitimately going unfortunately and it's like uh. um yeah it's because of I've got astigmatism in one of my eyes because I stare at the fucking screen so much yeah and yeah. I noticed, and um, I've had lots of people talk to me about this, about how tired I was getting from, from sitting in front of a screen and I was feeling awful. And I, so I've got these glasses, which are, and this is a, this is a good tip actually, isn't it? Like these are, cause we're all staring at screens all day now. Let's yeah. have it right. Yeah. Um, these are blue light blockers. So um, like, like the old school blue blockers. Do you remember them back in the eighties? Maybe not. Um, the, they were very cool sunglasses. Get yourself a pair. Um, they weren't cool at all. They, um, <laughs> they, they block the blue light from your, from the screen. Right. And so, um, and that's the thing that um, again, Jason talks about this, the blue light makes your or tricks your brain into thinking it's daytime. So if you're watching your mm -hmm. screen late at night, it's like, cool, it's not sleep time. It's not sleep time. It's daytime. Your sleep, if you look at your phone before, prior to going to bed is really like affected. And so, yeah, there's a lot of talk about making sure you don't look at your screens, like screen close to your face before um, two hours before bed, that sort of thing. But these really help as well so that they block the blue light out and I feel mm -hmm. far less fatigued from looking at my screen. That's good. 
And then I think the one other thing that people can do is yeah. if like that exercise that we did was the wheel of wheel, wheel of life. And yeah. as, as simple as it is, you know, after doing it, you kind of, you know, after reflecting a little bit and doing, you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I know where I'm putting so much sort of attention. I know which areas of my life are lacking attention. So for example, the areas that we had there was, personal spiritual growth business mm. career money mm. health friends and family mm. love and romance personal development and fun and relaxation mm. right and then you just kind of like you rate them from one to ten and you 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 have that picture in front of you like right if 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 I don't do anything about the the areas that I'm not really putting enough attention to mm. these are the ones that are going to you know completely sort of uh you know, fall to pieces or, you know, sort mm. of, and they shouldn't, right? We, we should be aiming for balance. I think even something simple like that, and people mm. can just Google that, I guess, and, and they yep. will come up for them. We yep. love life. Um, yeah, and just do that exercise. It's kind of like reflect a little bit, pause, mm. reflect, and then see what, what small changes you can make. I think that was really, really helpful. Yeah, it's a classic coaching tool, that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It gives you a visual representation of what's actually happening in your life, right? And Sometimes yeah. people look at it and go, oh, this section's a one for me, but that's all right. I don't care. I don't want that to be better. I think you did that, right? Like not to go into mm -hmm. the depths of what you wanted to improve, just like, so I oh, know that I'm not, I'm okay with that, but this one I really want to improve, right? And it's all just about raising awareness, isn't it? Yeah, mm. definitely recommend that one. Okay. What's your parting tips for avoiding burnout ever? We've had a, a brilliant chat <laughs> well, I mean and I want to hear. Give us, give us your your rubber stamp of of tips to 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 avoid burnout and a scale up. I would say really practice that self awareness first, yep. and just take take ownership. Practice self awareness and speak up. Don't be afraid to speak up because I think when you speak up, people really re people will look up to that and they respect that and they respect the vulnerability mm. instead of pretending that everything's okay that mm. you're you've got it all figured out and you're a hundred percent fine every single day, right? So I think just, yeah, practice self-awareness, do more of what you love, of what makes you happy, as simple as that. But I really do believe um, in that. And then, you know, when you do start noticing some symptoms that are coming up for you, take action. Mm. Don't wait too long. Maybe. Take action because that way you can recharge your batteries and then you can be your 100% self again. Yeah, amazing. Well, look, I really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure to chat and um, thank you so much for, for giving for us your, me. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it's a pleasure and hopefully we can do it again soon. And yeah, I really appreciate all of the super valuable insights you've given us. So um, hopefully people hope so. will, um, will get a good chance to listen through and and uh, and take some action on those as well. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. Really a pleasure always. You're very, very welcome. Um, thank you again. All right, bye. Thanks for tuning in to Braver Leaders, the podcast where we discuss with leaders where they got leadership right, but also where they got it very, very wrong. If you'd like to know more, visit us on braverleaders.com or you can email us directly on team at braverleaders.com. Stay tuned and we'll see you very, very soon.